The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who's on this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the one last sports talk. It is a live show. We are on Thursday. Hope you guys missed us yesterday. Which today we take off on Wednesday to get a lot of things done. Alex Clancy is in the studio. Demery Lachey is in the studio. It's going to move fast. You know the show. We're going to talk a lot of sports. We might take one talk one sports, but we're going to try, we're going to try to break it up. Uh, a lot of things is going on. Patrick Peterson gets signed to a mega deal. It's worth probably about seventy million dollars. It's an extension. Whew. Seventy million dollars to lock someone down. And here's the deal. He's not playing offense anymore, so this is now he can concentrate on defense. But you also have uh, Cromartie over there. Uh, they lose two guys. They lose two guys in the middle. Their linebacker core. We're gonna see how this play out. They got enough. Todd Bowles has enough creativity to make this work. But you got two lockdown corners. One of them who can just concentrate on defense. The Dallas Cowboys signed their their uh, left tackle to an eight year deal. You know the. The money is going to go up within that deal, so we'll see how that pans out because eight-year deal with the salaries going up, the contracts going up, we'll see if he's willing to restructure or the Dallas may restructure, but right now he's doing the favor. Dallas have a lot of guys over there that could have to be signed, could be signed, will be signed. Also a situation is the, the Dallas Cowboys. Let's, let's get this real quick, and then I want to get to some basketball. I want to get in a comment that I saw yesterday about um, – the MVP, uh, Kevin Durant, said, who's going to be the next MVP. And uh, I want to get you guys um, get you guys uh, thoughts on that. The guy who the Dallas Cowboys offensive tackle went out, had a few drinks in him, more than he should have, manslaughter, killed one of his teammates. Um, now he's trying to be reinstated to the NFL. Should that You've done that, and what you did was retire so you couldn't get punished. Now, after two years, a year or so, you want to be back in the National Football League. I don't know if he's been through any rehab or, or with the, the trial, manslaughter. He hasn't done it in time yet. I don't, know. I don't know what the situation is outside of what I'm speaking of right now, but now he wants to be reinstated to the National Football League. What do you guys think? Do you think he should be reinstated? I personally I personally don't think he should be reinstated. That's something he could control. Again, we talked about this on uh, Tuesday about having drivers or being responsible enough to get drivers, and I, I say we all do it, but uh, it's idiot at his best. Being an idiot at his best, that's all of us. That's well, that speak for me. Or those who drink and drive and get caught and drink and drive who risk the danger of it. What do you guys think about this? Should he be reinstated? Because the inconsistency of punishment and crimes and laws in the NFL is ridiculous in my case. I don't think Roger Goodell does a good job at that. He doesn't lay, lay in a blueprint out. I think there should be zero tolerance, and in that zero tolerance, there should be 
punishments for it, first and second offense. You should not get a third offense. Yeah, it's it's interesting because he got the blessing from his best friend's mom, who who he killed. He killed he killed his best friend in the car accident. He made a huge mistake, and yeah, I think he will serve time or or have probate. I mean, he's going to have some stuff against him uh, in the legal front. But when it comes to reinstatement, do I think he should? Maybe. If he is, it'll be a huge uh, hurdle for the NFL to overcome because now you have a mur- for lack of a better, you have a murderer in the in the NFL. You have somebody that killed somebody, even though it was his best friend, even though it was a big mistake. He made he drank way too much, drove, killed somebody. Like this is something that we've talked against, even with this Ray Rice thing. Like you take this to a huge new level where. This is this is something that's bigger than all sports. This is something that's bigger than than anything is killing somebody else. Regardless if you meant to or not. I would like it if he were to be able to play in the NFL again, he will become a spokesperson for drinking and driving. He's he's proof positive that it could that could lead to death. So if he did that through the NFL, sanctioned through the NFL, toured around, didn't make any money off it, just toured around and talked to young kids and talked to adults alike. I think there's a way that the NFL and and Josh Brent could find a middle ground and maybe let him play again. But it would have to go through these channels of you, you never make a mistake again, and the NFL will have to. It, it's like a clause in suspensions as a whole with PEDs and and uh, and domestic violence and stuff. See, I, I see, I see both sides. Before Demery goes, I see both sides of it. I see where you're coming from. Your point. And I'm and I'm on the fence of it because I say he shouldn't play again. But then I say he made a mistake. Now what if that guy wouldn't have died? Um, I don't care if his mom gave the blessing. He had a he had a choice to make and a decision. And those were the consequences. Was someone passed away? Uh, so I see both sides of it. Uh, but him going around being a spokesman would be great for the NFL. It would be great for him. It'd be rehab. Uh, you can reach a lot of kids. But I don't want kids as long as the message is is directed towards. I'm still standing right here, and I'm still playing in the National Football League. You can make this mistake. There's been there's been situations in the National Football League as far as murder situations, and guys have been played playing a year later. I don't want that. I want the message to be that he was a lucky one, very very lucky, because the, playing in the NFL is a privilege, and then you get paid to do a game that you grew up playing for free. That he's not out there saying, well. Yeah, I did this, but I'm still playing the NFL. And I'm sure it wouldn't be that case, but I just want the message to be more direct to I'm not getting paid off this. I'm going around the country. This is my rehab, and it rehabs him also. And these kids don't get a chance to make those mistakes because now he is the blueprint for those kids he would be talking to. Yeah, and the mistake that he made, that's his rehab, and it was instant. Yeah. Him, him killing his best friend in during the kid that was on the practice squad, like that is instantaneous. I will never do that again. I mean, the drinking, sure. yes. No. Yeah, you're talking about a regular person, maybe. But NFL guys, they think they're above the law. Yeah, I, but this guy is an unproven offensive tackle. Like, he's not a pro bowler. He's not He's not an MVP candidate. He's not He's not making $110 million that, after two years in the league. I'm, he's a different. He's different. He's in the he's, NFL. He's not different. I understand. He wasn't. It's not Dante Stallworth, okay, who has already supplanted himself as one plays. of the best receivers in the, in the NFL at the time. I heard that. This is different. And... Yeah. and, and it, you just you can't help See, but I feel bad understood. for this kid. Oh, I do. I feel bad and for him, but I never understood. You dreamt. You dreamt about this. Get into the National Football League. This, 
I say probably 90% of the guys dreamed about being in the, playing in the National Football League, and they got there, and this is what I do with it. I mean, granted, I'm, I'm excusing all the politics of the top echelon of the, of the sport who's in charge of it, but I'm talking about I reached the NFL and I'm playing in it. This is my dream. This was my dream. This is all I want to do and I'm doing it and this is what you do with it. Right, but not everybody, and, and I think that you were very lucky with your mindset when you played. And we've talked about this a lot. We've compared you to other guys that are making mistakes now. You, you didn't, you, you looked at this as, because you never said that it was your goal to make it to the NFL. You want, what did you want to be? You want to be, be a, a military doctor? Yeah, you want to yeah. be a doctor. Okay, so Mi- this military is a, a military doctor. doctor. Okay, so you make it to the NFL, you're like, wow, this is, I wasn't, it wasn't that you weren't expecting it, but you worked hard, you got there, and you, you didn't take it for granted. That's not what it's like now for a lot of these okay, players. But you know what? Uh, I did also, um, I came to a team that had a lot of veterans. I had, and, and most of these guys don't come to a veteran team, and they, they have no leadership. If you don't have any leadership anywhere, everything goes away. If you don't know who the top guy is, who you can go talk to athletically or, or one that's verbal or one that has a, a mindset. Well, we had a guy on my team, Anelius Williams, who was a, a, a church-going Christian guy. Off the, he was Christian all the way around, but when I see him on the football field, I'm like, this guy has no Christian in him. He's out, <laughs> he he's, hard. Yeah, he, he, he was, but I can go talk to him about football because I know how he played the game and respected the game. He was there before I was. I can go talk to him about life stuff if I wanted to, um, and sometimes we always did. We jokingly get into it, then it turns to a serious life discussion. That's the way guys, some guys like Anelius Williams are. They can get you to talk, but how... Once they find out who you are as a person, they say, I'm not just going to come straight up to Kwame and start talking life. Let me find out, not just a conniving way, let me find out, you know, we joke, what I can joke with. Like some guys come, I, I know who I can joke with, who I can't joke with. And some guys don't play that. I don't come in, don't, you, know, you don't know me, don't, I don't play mama jokes. Yeah. Unless you yeah. know me, you grew up with me. I don't play that, those nonsense games. It's not all fun and games unless we know each other. Yeah, and do you think that that is kind of lacking now in the NFL because leadership. it's so competitive? Well, it's a leadership. I mean, look at Joe Montana and uh, Steve Young. Joe Montana didn't help Steve Young a lick because he didn't want him to take his job. He was hating. And Brett Favre, same thing with Aaron Rodgers. He's like, okay, son, sit down. I'm going to do my thing. I'm not going to help you. And yeah. that's I, well I've never with, understood that. The, but that's well within that player's right. When next man up is like the biggest cliche in the NFL, and it's the most prevalent, why would you help somebody else? And, and I, I understand I why you – I understand that. But now when it's so competitive, there's so much money on the line. Now I know there was then, but, I mean, even more inflated now – is that lacking now? Is that why a lot of these younger kids are getting in trouble because they don't have the leadership? Because those older players don't want to get their spot taken? Real quick, Denver. I don't think I don't think it's about those players getting their spot taken. It's just the simple fact, you know, it just comes down to the to the game itself. You know, that guy's like, you know, I've been here, I've done this so far, and I'm getting better, and I just signed going after a new deal. It's not about you know, this guy coming in, he's going to take my spot. No, it's okay, good. He, he puts a fire underneath my belly, but we're going to compete. You know, that's the best part about the NFL. I think now it's a, it's a big competition rather than, oh, my God, I'm, I'm about to lose my job here soon. It's more yeah. of a, yeah. you I, know, when, it's more of a competition deal. When, when, when you talk about uh, Montana and Young, that's on every team. I had it with the Cardinals. So it's not – I was – I was fortunate enough to come to a veteran team. I, I, I mentioned that to the day I'm done. Um, but what I did, what they did was taught me the defense because if somebody went down, they wanted me to come in and play. Well, I was coming in and play anyway. That was my whole mi- mindset. But I didn't. But I had to learn how to play in the NFL. So when it was my turn to be one of those leaders and, and 
had young guys coming in or guys coming from other teams, I understand the concept of I'm not helping them do anything. That wasn't against that player because I'll tell you this, my contract was coming up or was about to be up. And they brought uh, Dwayne Starks in here and gave Dwayne Starks five years, 25 million. He couldn't play a lick. He, he was on the Super Bowl team with the Baltimore Ravens. So they wanted me to show him the defense. I was going to do that anyway. Uh-huh. But how you bring yeah. a guy in who don't know the defense and give him $25 million? When my When my contract and three other guys' contracts was coming up, who was on his team, who knows the defense? Because he won a Super Bowl. Because he won a Super Bowl. He was on a Super Bowl team. They thought, and, and at the time, you got to think about who the Cardinals were and where they were. It, and how why they got a guy like Emmett who they didn't need. They had they had Marcel Ship. They had Damian Anderson. They had Josh Scobie. You didn't need to bring in the Emmett Smith. So when you start building the image, and because he went to the Super Bowl, and he's the same guy. Ray Lewis said, if you give him up a touchdown, I'm gonna destroy you. This is the same. This is a linebacker on his team mm-hmm. saying, don't give up a touchdown. We don't give up touchdowns on this. That's the leadership. It's not a threat. It's this how we play football. So when you bring a guy in there, and I'm teaching you the defense, I plan on doing that anyway because I want. To me, it's always team first. It's team first, so it's not right. me hating on you like a Joe Montana, Steve Young, because that's what the media, that's how we would perceive it. But that put that fire to Demry's point under Steve Young. So, mm-hmm. okay, son, when I, okay, old man, when I get my chance, it's on. So how he took it and how we see it could be the same thing, but the approach of the finance and business part of it might change the dynamics. Yeah. I mean, and that's so with Josh Brent, I. To answer your initial question, yes, I think he should be able to be reinstated. Um, it, that's pending jail time. I mean, he still he still is up for twenty years potentially what is he, in jail. Twenty four years old, twenty five years 26. old, twenty six. I just like yeah, he's born eighty eight. So is that when you were born? No, eighty three. Come on now, Demery was like ninety seven. No, when, when were you born? Ninety. Ninety eight. Ninety. You born in ninety? You're two thousand baby. 90. I was born in two thousand baby. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious! This is what I'm talking about. I'm gonna have a uh, after kinder, the 80s. After the 80s. Kinder <laughs> get care. out of here with that. I'm bringing kinder care in here. For what? I was born after the '80s. I know about the '80s. I heard about the '80s. I don't, I'm glad I was born after the '80s. Yeah, but, but crack, the crack, yeah, the crack scene. Yeah, yeah the crack. I want no crack. Yeah, you want no crack baby? I want no crack baby. So, <laughs> so the '80s kids are crack babies. Pen, pending the jail <laughs> stuff with with Josh Brent, which is a big deal, obviously. I think Roger Goodell could look at this. As a way of pardoning somebody. See, when you say Roger Goodell, my, my, uh, something in me twins. I know. You, but, but he's the one that's making the decision. He's a lawyer by trade. Yeah. He, he take over for, um, he comes in here, he's the, the owners own him. And when you talk about the decision making, I think the uh, Ray Rice, and I know you was looking at the Ray Rice situation. Um, Ray Rice speaks to the media today. When it comes to that Ray Rice decision, you know, when, I, when we hear a story, we come on the air and we, we talk about it. We really don't have all the facts. We're talking about, which is okay, because we could talk about what we just heard and what they've just shown us. So we don't have all the facts, but so most of the facts are out. I'm still looking for the video, and so I don't care less, but if it's out there, why you haven't showed us that part? And that would weigh the decision on the two games. So when I look at that two game that Roger Goodell has you know, suspended Ray Rice, I think it's all a bigger plan, a next step to how he's going to defend or punish Jim Irsay. So if, that's what I think. Because you give maybe. a player, you got to be harder on the owners, though. You got to be harder on, on a guy. And it's the same guy, Irsay, in training camp, going around the stadium, handing out $100 bills. Yeah. Why do why you do that? Why are you doing that? <laughs> how much does it cost for you for me to win back your love? Yeah, but you know what? what? How you decide? I mean, who that's gets what the it is. If I'm, if it was he's giving it to everybody. He doesn't care. He, no, he's he give a full stadium a hundred dollar bill if everybody forget about it. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's a lot would. of money. I would too. Yeah. But 
he's a well, yo, you're sitting around a car, you're sitting in your car with thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> Who does that? If it was cocaine, if it was if it was drug, uh, is meth, a drug. I understand. But prescription pills are the uh, they're not his. The, well, of course. Well, it, allegedly they weren't his. Fine, they weren't. But his. so it, that's like the corporate. That's that's corporate America's drug. So you can still look the same. You know, you can act the same. You just feel a little different than everybody else. And if that was if that was blow, this would have been a completely different See, situation. I, I um, I Jim or say, you know what? I can forgive him because it's a life situation. We we don't know was. I think we knew he was losing his mind when he got rid of uh, Peyton Manning. I think he was losing his mind uh, I think then. It's worked out pretty well so it, far. It worked out, but we was we idol we outside idolize certain people. Like we want to hold every quarterback to Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. When we talk about every other quarterback, who we compare them to? These quarterbacks are not going to be them. They got to be who they are. You can't be a Peyton Manning, but you can still be great. So when he got rid of Peyton Manning, it was like, oh, this guy's crazy. If, but he got yeah. Andrew Luck, yeah, and 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 look look what's happened. He got another Peyton Manning, as far <laughs> as we know. If Peyton Manning won four Super Bowls, he would have kept him. Yeah, but Peyton I mean, Manning, but he didn't. But he didn't. So. And Peyton Manning had them neck four, <laughs> he yeah. had four neck surgeries. Yeah. Uh, if if Peyton Manning would have been a better playoff quarterback, Ursay would would have honored mm. the contract that he signed him a hundred percent. So so Andrew's better, but you just hoping Andrew will be better. Andrew Luck is already a better playoff quarterback than Peyton Manning was. Okay, at his this age. guy lost his mind. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four. The game has changed. He's never going to be better than. Well, you no, know I'm what? saying can, at, no, I'm saying at this point in both of their careers. Did you see what Andrew Luck did in the game? And you kept defending him. They came him. back from thirty five down. He threw. He put him down. And threw five interceptions in one game. Yeah. He put them down. Yeah, but I mean, it, a win is a win. We're going to take a quick break. It is. <laughs> it is. And, and you take it and run. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four. Welcome back to the jungle. Alex Clancy, Jimmy Lachey, Kwame Lachey Sports Talk. There's a jungle in here. I'm kind of hot, man. Man, it's well. You, well, you know what? I'm not going to complain about this heat because in here. Because it's usually freezing cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yo, because That's they got all this expensive, I'm doing the bunny quotes, <laughs> equipment in here, where which is my laptop, um, they got to keep cool. 
Andrew Luck is better than Peyton Man. We just gonna buy. We gonna squash that. He's what? No, we gonna squash that. That's Alex. I'm saying because. right now that that's what it is. That he's he's pre, he's more ready to be an NFL quarterback <laughs> right now than Peyton Manning was in his first two years. That's no. all I'm saying. Peyton Peyton he, has a, he has a more he has a different skill set. Completely. Talk to, talk to Demery because he's from Indy and he knows. Yeah, I, I was born and raised under. He's, Peyton he's not a crack baby, but he knows. <laughs> yeah, I'm no crack baby. <laughs> I was born and raised under Peyton Manning. But you were like seven I mean, when watch, he came into the league. Whoa, watch it, man. I was seven. Eight. I was eight. I knew who Peyton Manning was. I knew everything of about course, him at Tennessee. He, he could have been governor. He could have been governor and and starting quarterback. He could have, and that's why I was, that man changed my whole perspective of the game of football. I honestly. believe it. But going back to his first few years, I mean, Peyton Manning, he was, he was destroying records. I mean, he didn't make a – he didn't have the same team that Andrew Luck had coming in. He is, had, is Andrew Luck going to break Peyton have, Manning records? No. I'm not asking Alex. Nobody's ever going to break Peyton Manning records. Yes, they, yes, they are. I mean, somebody will, but them not Andrew Luck. Things are meant to be broken. They, look, Do y'all we, see how look, many how many uh, yards a game that Andrew Luck throws? First of all, he I'm barely a, pushes over 200 yards yeah, a game. Yeah, first of all, I'm he's a, a great uh, player, but he doesn't. he's not throwing up 400 yards. I'm a Peyton yards. Manning fan. I, I played against the guy, yeah. and I watched him surgically beat us down. Not beat us down, but on two occasions, it's fourth and it's fourth and three. Right. Punt team coming on. He wave them off. This is what Tony Dungy at uh, Ham. He waves them off. How, how you wave Tony Dungy off and gets the first down both times? How, how you do that? Who? You knew that guy like was going to be said, special. He's a surgeon. I yeah, mean, he, he's, he's been, a very surgeon. He's been doing it since day one, though. Like, like, like that's incredible. For me, like, and then he got better at what he does. Now, don't crap. give Peyton Manning a hundred percent of his credit because look who he had on that team. Now, no, uh, Pedro, he got he. Yeah, Marvin Harris was no joke. Who was uh, Marvin Nance, Harrison who, before he got before Peyton Manning got there? Who was there? Who who was Marvin Harrison before Peyton got there? Oh, you got he was a he was a burner out of Syracuse. He was a, <laughs> he was a, the guy, the same guy who was Peyton Manning before Peyton Manning got there. Peyton Manning wasn't that great guy in Tennessee. Are you kidding me? Yes, yeah, I'm kidding. Check his he, man. Check his stat record. I said yes, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. You not listening? You just rated our. You like Alex? You just rated our. He didn't win anything. He didn't win anything. He didn't win anything. No, he didn't. No, he no. won two SEC titles. So that's nothing. He lost one national championship. So oh, so he at did, so, Tennessee. Okay, who goes? Who goes? Who goes to the volunteer? Man, don't, let, don't let me call a volunteer on this line. That, I get a volunteer yeah, here. That, I get JJ McCluskey in here, and he will argue that. Down. And I, I mean, will call some Alabama Crimson Tide when Peyton Manning was I'm there. Call I'll call one. some Florida I'll call Gators. I'll call Rashad, Rashad Thomas and tell him get. Okay, Rashad let's pick Thomas all these names up the, <laughs> off the ground. All right, no, no, get we, it name dropping. No, but honestly, all I do is name drop, baby. Honestly, I know, I know. I got a barf bag you, right here. You gotta, uh, you gotta know somebody to name drop. Yeah. Hey, Patrick Peterson, Richard Sherman, because I like both of them. I just don't like the disrespect they playing. But I think it's a game. I think it's more so they trying to help. They each love other. each other. Yeah, yeah. I think they trying to help each other get paid. You see these guys on the offseason, They going yeah. It's like It's like Republican and Democrat. You, they are gonna be having lunch together. You know that. You know that Richard Sherman would be doing the same thing that he did in Michael Crabtree with Patrick Peterson if he didn't I think like Richard him. Sherman got uh, Patrick Peterson paid. I think Patrick Peterson is good enough to get that. Well, because million. he's Richard the Sherman guy. Got everybody paid. But Joe Hayden got paid right after Patrick Sherman and yeah, got well, paid. Well, Earl Thomas got paid first. No, no, right. Earl yeah, Thomas, yeah, Thomas got yeah. paid. Yeah, but he Earl's, got paid first. Richard Sherman wasn't. I understand, but, they, but he wasn't even the first guy to get paid on his own team. Yeah, but he was going to get paid. We know that. I understand. So Patrick Peterson is that guy from Compton, he takes the number Stanford, one <laughs> baller. He takes he takes the number one receiver from the opposite from the other team. Right, but Patrick Peterson. Yes, all the time. And Richard Sherman takes the number two and number three guy. He's a left. He's a left corner. He's not Patrick Peterson. Where he's not Aeneas Williams. Aeneas Williams went everywhere. He made out when he traveled. I traveled because I know there might be some tip balls or he was going to intercept it. 
So when he went, when Aeneas traveled, I traveled. Now, if Patrick Peterson, so he's not going to return kicks or punts anymore, which is fine. Teron Matthew can do that. No, no. Teron Matthew might not even come back till after the break, after the um, the, uh, bye week. week. Yeah, he might not even come back. Well, their bye week is what? Week three or week four? I mean, so that's fine. Three or four. So that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Because you're coming off the knee. You don't have to rush that guy when you know who they have over there. When you know what they have over there in that secondary or as far as returning special teams, they got to go. Cromarty can – I mean, he's he's still – he's older. Cromarty don't need to do that. Cromarty he, didn't, no, he, he need to concentrate no on locking down that number two guy. Well, did Mike – who were who the punts last year? Uh, both of Peterson and uh, Matthew. Matthew. But here's the here's the guy, y'all not. They have three speedsters over there. They got a guy named John Brown. John Brown's the fastest guy in the National Football League probably. Can't no, no one can cover this guy. He plays corner? He plays receiver. Oh, wait till, oh, yeah, yeah. Wait till you yeah. see he's this four, guy. Yeah, yeah, four, yeah. Four, three, four, right? He's a young... Yeah, he, yeah, on paper, but he's probably like a 4-2. Do four, they nickname two. him Smoke? Is is that the one? Because I know there's one guy that ran a 4-3-4 oh, yeah, four, four on the team that, that's, that's a, a rookie num- now. That's the number 10. I think he's a uh, second-year guy. Well, uh, I want to say red shirt, but it's a uh, practice squad guy. He's he fast, too. World number 10, but John Brown was number 12. Saturday, I don't know what y'all going Saturday. But I'm going to the fan. I'm going back up to the stadium. Uh, I was there. I was there last night. And when we was talking about the drinking and driving, that brought it to my mind. I was not even drinking last night. I don't even know how I made it home. I was so tired. So when you tired and and drinking and a lot of things can happen behind a vehicle, which can now turn to a weapon. Uh, I was so I didn't know how I got home last night. I was so tired. Well, it's two well, and a half hours away from Glendale, where you live. <laughs> well, when I drink, I don't get tired. So, well, you're not driving. It's that you? '90s baby well, thing. Huh? Not when I drink, period, I don't get tired. So when you made that statement, I really didn't. You didn't kind of lost me. Like, wait a minute. You well, I'm just gonna say on air, you're not driving though. You just no. I'm definitely not yeah. driving if I'm drinking, but I don't get tired either. He can't play bags either. So I don't even know what he's trying to say. So, first, of all. I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, oh, we had one say. bad game, one <laughs> bad day. Just I'm oh. taking Patrick Peterson over. Richard Sherman, but I'm not taking. I'm not saying Richard Sherman can't ball. Sure, because I'm saying Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson is on the number one guy all the time. So when you talk about, and I saw this on the Twitter, the seven touchdowns between these two giving up, and Patrick gave up six of them. When, when you're going against the number one guy, now understand no that number one guy is good. He's a number yes. one guy. That number one guy, Megatron, is good. So he if sure he catches a touchdown on you, that don't mean he had a great day. He caught a touchdown on you. He might be. He might be three for 67. I mean, those are good numbers. Three for 67 and one touchdown. Patrick, you did your job. Yeah, I you mean, did your job. well, and look, yeah. I mean, didn't he give up two touchdowns in the first game against Steve Smith? Mm-hmm. Like when Cam Newton threw all over them? Steve, so I, that was can't here, really, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. And they lost. No, Arizona Cam, beat him. I know Carolina lost. Yeah, but in Cam, in Cam Newton. Okay, talking about Peyton Manning's records, Cam Newton shattered every rookie record that Peyton Manning had. That's why I say they so you can't really compare because yeah. Peyton then, Manning's way better than Cam. I mean, it's just completely different skill set. Dan, uh, Dan Marino, those are now Peyton Manning's records. Uh-huh. So yeah. they're gonna be broken. If you play long enough and you don't get hurt, the game changes though. The game changes um, as far now it's an offensive game. Now you know we couldn't even touch. If you're on the ground, which I can never understand, this is football. I'm a defensive lineman. I get on the ground. I get knocked down, and that quarterback is right there mm-hmm. from from me where you are, and I can't reach for his leg. That's a penalty. Tom Brady rule. Right. That's a Brady, Brady mind. Yeah, Brady rule. This is not football anymore. So why don't we just put flags on these guys and make it real good game, like a Deion Sanders and uh Jerry Rice got a good flag football game every year. That is a great game to watch. Nobody in the world will watch a flag football game. Let me tell you why they will. First of all, for Deion Sanders and who's Jerry the be- Rice. No, no, they the coaches. 
Oh. You tell me you won't go watch them guys? You know them guys. You know both of them well. I'll go watch them, but most I, people won't. If, if you're a football fan, yes, you would, because it comes down to marketing. If you can market any, you can market anything. It's how you do it, how well you do it. You can market a flag football game, and it's great. I, I'm going to show you how. I'm going to show you. You're going to show me I'm going to show you how to market, market a flag football, football in Flagstaff. I'm going to show you. <laughs> in Flagstaff. I'm going to show you how to market. <laughs> on Flag Day. Yeah. Got one. I'm going to show you how to market a football game. A flag football game in Flagstaff, and you watch how many people show up. Since y'all are so smart, Patrick Peterson won't be there. I can make him. I can ask him to be there. I can make him be there. You I can, can make, make, <laughs> you make a seventy million dollar man be there. I ain't got to make a seventy million dollar man. You don't have to. I'm he understands the cause. He understands why I'm doing it. I can, I can. So you think that Patrick Peterson is a better all around? So you call him yeah. the best all around corner in the football? Even though no, he's, I can't say that. I he's not with these two guys. Okay, I'm I'm no. you can't Richard, Joe Hayden. Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman has better hands than Patrick Peterson. Let's no, get no, that straight. No, you, yes, no, he, yes, doesn't. he does. Yes, no, he does. He, doesn't. he used to be a receiver. Who? Richard Sherman. Did you watch Patrick, Stanford? Did you Patrick watch Peterson. receiver? Did you watch Patrick Peterson in college? A little bit. He was he okay. Then I, I, of course I watched him. Yeah. When you <laughs> watch this guy, t- he touched the ball just as much as offensive guys touched the ball. When guys say defensive backs are defensive backs because they can't catch, well, I thought I was a receiver. I touched the ball a whole lot. I return punts, uh, intercept balls, knock balls down. I thought I was a receiver. I thought the quarterback was throwing to me. Here we go. Yeah, I thought he was throwing to me. I can't help if I was good and I took the game serious. Look, I, we, we, when you're in the right DB. place. <laughs> that's a DB for When you you're in the right there. place at the right time, things happen. And then you can make things happen. So, Alex, to answer your question, no, I don't – I mean, that's your opinion. But, no, I think Patrick Peterson better hands. If this guy re- returns putts. He, they put him back there for a reason, not only because he's dynamic when he gets the ball, but he's sure-handed. I that's still, why. That's why. Only reason why I was returning punts. They wouldn't ask me to run no punt returns back. They was making sure we got the ball on offense. Do you think that if Richard Sherman or Patrick Peterson were on like Jacksonville or something like that alone? Yeah. Do you think? So you think well, Patrick well, Peterson no, would no, be able to carry? Would be able to carry the defense because nobody's going to have to than, pass. Nobody's going to have to pass against Jacksonville. They go run the ball. Okay. That, you're missing my point. No, I'm not. Okay. You missing no, your point? No, no, no. Okay. In a perfect, in a vacuum. Okay, say they have the best best defensive line in the NFL. Okay, you can't run the ball, and you have you have to throw the ball, and you have a, and, and you have a weak secondary. Is Richard Sherman or Patrick Peterson the one that would elevate your defense, your secondary? I, I'll take either one of them. I wouldn't shy away from either one of them. But it, what what am I asking P- Patrick Peterson to do? What am I asking Richard Sherman to do? If I'm asking Patrick Peterson to lock this guy down and then possibly return some punts, I'm taking him because I can get more out of him and I can get a high level of him. Out of that, out of those situations. Yeah. If I'm asking, uh, if I'm asking Richard Sherman to play cover three, he's the best cover three corner out there. So, he's, so you're saying three. he's a product of the system? He, no, I say he can play. He's his his confidence is so high, and his and his swag is so high that he could play in probably any defense. But he plays in a cover three and mm-hmm. cover two defense. I I watch this guy play, and I see ways you can beat him. I mean, he's not giving up any big plays per se. But who? Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson. No, um, Richard, Richard Sherman. Sherman. But you you get him on double moves, you got him. But you know what he has back there? He has one of the best safeties yeah, in the game. Yeah, he I mean, has the. You could take those chances. You take those chances. And there's when you got one of the best safeties in the game. You yeah, can do that. So, Patrick, what was I going to say? None. Pa- Patrick, <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot. Now, I'll now take, you got it, I'll take it Richard Sherman. Honestly, I'll take Richard Sherman over Patrick Peterson because oh, well, he just going Patrick play Peterson always. That's all I need him to do. I don't yeah, want exactly. him to that's do why nothing you take else. Him. Yeah, that's why I take him to play at corner. That's one of the reasons. I mean, another reason is Patrick Peterson. He got a well-known case of being very lazy throughout the ball games. 
many people have talked about Patrick Peterson's uh, what his form, his technique. He gets lazy on it. I looked a at lot. him. Um, I, I know looked, he matches up against no more receiver all the time, but you can't be lazy throughout yeah, the game. Yeah, he was D and Fitzgerald down the other day in practice, and it was the first padded practice. But so it, uh-huh. they were going hard. They was he how was doing down. Fitzgerald, he getting up there, ain't he? Did you were you about to say how old is Larry Fitzgerald? Yeah, how old you is think he? he's not the top five receiver? He's I don't care how old he is. Mean, yeah, right now on paper before the season started, he is top five. He yes. wasn't when, when when he wasn't <laughs> when he wasn't in the the top three, they wouldn't. They couldn't get him the ball. They, we right, were talking. Right. Then we were talking about the quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Right. We were talking about the quarterback. So, because reputation plays such a high, it, it's, it's such a big part of uh, a DB's worth. Reputation. You have one good year, and then you're the next lockdown corner. Richard Sherman, what, that ball wasn't thrown to him a lot last year. The ball wasn't thrown to his side a lot. The ball was thrown to Patrick Peterson's a lot. So he's still being tested. I don't think... Oh, uh, Peterson? Yeah, I think that personally, if I were the Cardinals, I would have worked out Larry Fitzgerald first. Because he's owed, what, 23 and a half against the cap next year? Something crazy, some crazy number. But they know Fitzgerald is a... Is a, a, a so he's going to take 10? He's gonna, he's, he's gonna, I don't he's know gonna what go, he's going to say. They're so they're gonna, they've handcuffed themselves. No, they didn't. Because after two years, you're Who giving this Cardinals? guy $40 million yeah. guaranteed. He's not even done with his rookie deal. I think that this was too quick. Who, Peterson? Yeah. I think you wait till the end of this year, figure out the Larry Fitzgerald situation and Patrick Peterson at the same <clears throat> time. Patrick Peterson doesn't want to go anywhere. He's happy where he is. He's got his boy, Teron Matthew, here. He's got This, this, is, his, is, this is his defense now. This is his bi- No, mm, I don't know about that. This well, is especially business. with Dan's be gone and with, uh, with John Abraham. Doc is, like, Doc is with, still there. I Doc was at a high level. I mean... Calais Campbell, like Calais I know, Campbell I know they have their yeah. guy, but he's he's the future. He is the future. Rashad Thomas, the future also. And he, you know, who, who I say the best safety in the league? I pay tickets to go watch this guy play in Seattle. Earl I, Thomas. Earl yeah. Thomas. I go. I will. I don't. I've never asked for an autograph for anybody. Not that I wouldn't, but there there's some guy, and I don't like guys who don't give autographs too to these kids, and because they were those kids before. All right, hit or there. I would go watch Earl Thomas play football. Mm-hmm. That is one guy I would go watch play football. Next up in the Cardinals lineup, I think um, Rashad Thomas, the Alabama, walked on at Alabama. I, think he, I thought he got drafted in the third or fourth round. He's coming to his own. You know, I told we talked, and I'm like, run the show, run the defense. It's your defense. I said, do you know who you got at corner? You just make them believe it's your defense. Mm-hmm. To to your point, Alex, this could be. Uh, Patrick Peterson defense. It could be uh, Cromartie's um, leadership that that gets them over to ha- have the best secondary in the league. But both of these guys, Patrick Peterson and Richard Sherman, they arguably play in the best football conference uh, in the league. Mm-hmm. So what Richard Sherman does by running his mouth, talking, he backs it up. He backs it up against San Francisco 49ers, St. Louis Rams, the Arizona Cardinals. He backs it up. Then he takes his show on the road out of the conference and do the same thing. Yeah, well, we, I mean, we thought they fell asleep in the uh, Tampa Bay game when they was down 20 points and they came back to win. Yeah. But these guys, I, I don't mind you talking as uh, long as it's not at a disrespectful level, but then you back it up. Richard yeah. Sherman does that. Well, and, and he, they have Earl Thomas, and obviously Seattle. It, it looks like Seattle chose Earl Thomas over Marshawn Lynch. Like yeah, they, it, lo- it looks like that's what they did because if they didn't give him, if they didn't give Earl Co- Earl Thomas that kind of money, Richard Sherman was going to get paid. Russell Wilson's getting paid next year. Marshawn Lynch is in limbo. He might not be a Seattle Seahawk next year after after this I think year Seattle because think Earl they Thomas got his contract. Him. So Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman, 
It's like it's like being it's like being one of three, being one of triplets. Like you, you're you have three brothers, two brothers that are as big as you are. You can run your mouth because you know you have this backup force that is the secondary of the of the Seahawks that make you look even better than you already are. And Eric, Patrick Peterson doesn't have that yet. All of the guys in the secondary now are still young ish. Well, you can run your Earl mouth Ta- if you don't show up. That's kind of you talk to Big Brother and, and you run your mouth because you got two Big Brother, but you run your mouth and you don't show up. My sister, boy, I used to beat her boyfriends up, but then she go right back to him. Well, that was a waste of time. So if you're going to show up, run your mouth, at least show up a little bit from time to time. Make me feel like you got some heart. Show up. So I think Richard Sherman does that. Richard Sherman's his big brothers is that defensive line. That, those are his big brothers. I, I think. They lost a couple he, of those too. Yeah, Peterson and Cromartie and Rashad and those guys and, and uh, Buchanan, the one they drafted at 34. Mm-hmm. Their big brother is that defensive line. They're missing two guys at the linebacker court. But that defense, they was the number one rushing defense in the league last year, the Arizona Cardinals. And with the guys that say, um, the Super Bowl champs that the Seattle Seahawks had. Now they lost, you, when, you look, when you listen to the Seattle Seahawks, you think they're going to be back in the Super Bowl, the way they talk. Yeah. And that haven't been done in, what, eight seasons? Yeah, I mean, I say they win maybe 10 or 11 games this year. I don't think anybody of the AFC West or NFC West win 12 games this year. There's no way with how difficult the schedule is. Peyton Manning? No. There's no way. He don't Mm-mm. win 12 games? Nope. 888-346-9144. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about some more football. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to Formula Sports Talk. Alice Clancy, Jim Lachey is in the studio. Uh, Ray Rice takes full responsibility of his situation with the domestic violence. Uh, it's one. This show goes by so fast, but it don't. Not that it goes by so fast. It's just we get stuck on one subject and we run with it. I mean, we went from the guy in Dallas to <laughs> these guys, Patrick Peterson, all those guys. And then I, went, I wanted to talk about Tiger Woods might not be on the Ryder Cup or, you know, he has to win and he's playing at Firestone where he's won eight times. Tom Watson is the captain. He's like, well, it went from, yeah, Tiger Woods is going to be one of my guys till you got to play your way in, and which I thought I think that's the best way to do it. You play your way in. What about the guy who's playing consistent golf and 
he doesn't get in because I want Tiger Woods on the team. Globally, it makes sense, but fairness, that doesn't make sense yeah, at all. Yeah. Ridiculous. How many yeah. how many guys make the Ryder Cup? Like 12? 12 guys? 12? 12 guys. So, I mean, I could list 12 guys right now that that should be on there over Tiger Woods. I, mean, I could list 15 of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're going to bring Tiger Woods in, you're going to bring him as assistant captain just, just for – TV, not to play. Well, they, they have captain's choice. Do you, what, do you have two captain's picks? You, you have two ten captain's guys picks. And then two Tom captain's Watson picks. will pick Tiger Woods. You think so? He's an old school guy. Uh, yeah. He looks at, I mean, would you pick Brent Snedeker or Tiger Woods? Tiger Brent, Woods. Brent Snedeker. I would pick Brent Snedeker 100 Brent times out of 100. And I'm a Tiger Woods fan. I'm, I'm, so, ti- so I'm, I'm, ti- I'm Tiger Woods before anybody. Man, Brent a, Snedeker's only won like twice or three times, three big tournaments. Yeah, he's more consistent. He's, I think he's like 38th in the world or something like that right now. And Tiger's 7th or 8th right now. In the world, yeah, and, oh, yeah, he, and he hasn't done anything. So I mean, it's so he, he won, he won, he won what five times last year. So that that'll that'll make you last at least two years in the top twenty. Tiger was, you know, he made a comment about the majors, and I, and I thought that was, you can see the comments changing when you talk about the majors and Jack Nicholas. He said, "Well, there's only one guy." He said, "14 majors wasn't hard to get. There's only one guy ahead of me." So when they asked him, "Are you? Is it still uh, important?" He said, "Yeah, it's still important." But when you think about those 14 majors, there wasn't an easy ties. The field was getting better and better as he got, you know, as he got to those 14 majors. Now you look at the field, it's strong. Yeah. Jack Nicholas won at 46, right? Mm-hmm. His last major. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods, um, all you have to do is win one. What is it, a tie after that? Just tie the best. Or does he need to win two to surpass him or two to tie? Oh, to win uh, most tournaments ever? No, majors. No, no he's, got, he's, he's, got, he's four he's, away from Jack. Four? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jack, Jack won 18. 18. Yeah. Um, so if he wins four majors, all he has to do is win one a year. And, and I, I say this, not all he has to do, but you look at the field, anybody that lines up can win a major. Look at Royal Liverpool. All, those big <clears> numbers that were put up, he shot three over for the, for the tournament. It's like he's not there. He's not there because he came off back surgery. He hasn't been playing competitively. I don't think he's there anyway right now. I think there's just always another excuse. Right? I understand it's injury. I understand you think it's that's impossible an excuse? to come. Yes. You th- so you let me see you go out there after back surgery it, and you go can't out there compare. That's, that's I can't not compare fair. you. I know that's it's not no, fair. That's not fair. That's not a fair. Uh, you exactly right because now we're talking about a professional who all he's done since he was three years old was play golf mm-hmm. and he's been healthy when he's won those majors except that one in two thousand eight when he had a broken leg and won a major. Yeah. So it's not fair to say he can go out. He should be able to do it because it's Tiger Woods. We've already put him on a pedestal. I know I have. I'm like God, Tiger. I used to watch golf because of Tiger. Now I got other favorites. I got other favorites around the around the um, around the lead of golf. So now I'm like, dang, Tiger, why you can't win? How are you missing the cut when this guy who nobody knows is playing on Sundays? So yep. I'm thinking like Tiger should be able to do that. That's because I have in my mind I already put him on a certain level to do that. Yeah, Tiger's on the pedestal. He has that silver medal pedestal as the best ever. Yeah. So what? And so that that's the pedestal he's on. He was on the number one pedestal, the gold medal winner, the best golfer of all time. Yeah. But now he silver is- medal. He's not. That's okay. That, that As goes, of now, yeah, but As that goes that goes back to the conversation we had with Michael Jordan. Is he the best of all time? Is Tiger Woods the best of all time? It's easier to do it with golf though than basketball. No, I think. No, Jack Nichols has eighteen majors. Everybody plays the same position in golf. It's an individual sport. Yeah, the, they're, they're, they're they're different positions sport. in in golf. They can't. They don't play the same courses. Tiger, you don't. You comfortable. And when you just started getting back into golf, so when you find a course you like, you don't go to it. There's one course that's not even that great. It's not even the best course in Arizona. But when I first started playing golf, when I'm playing bad, I go right back to that course to get my confidence up and get my shots up because I see it in my head. I can just feel like you can work your way around those courses. 
they're not the same. It's not the same in basketball. Everybody don't play the same position in golf. It's the course. They design these courses to beat you. Now, if you don't want Tiger Woods, this is my opinion. If you don't want Tiger Woods to get Jack Nicklaus major, narrow the fairways. Narrow the fairways because if he pull that driver out, he's in trouble. If he play golf with his forearm all day long, he gonna be in a, he gonna be playing on Sundays mm-hmm. in a top five somewhere yeah. with a chance to win. Yeah. But if you don't want him to get this major, and it's just my opinion, nothing against Jack because I'm a Jack Nicklaus fan also. Then narrow the fairways. Yeah, but, but but everybody has to play on them too. Yeah, it's not just yeah, right. A, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. On, on the other side of that, Jack didn't have the the and technology I, that we had that, that we have now. He didn't have. He hit open fairways too. Right. So 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 say so those are equal. Say take one away, give one give one a Tiger. Take one away from Tiger, even. No, it's not going to be even. <laughs> it is. It's not going to be even. The fields are greater now. There are more players. There are more tournaments. You said Jack, Jack didn't have any competition. No, of course he did. He had a lot of competition. He had, he had, he had the three, arguably the three best golfers ever. Arguably. Arnold Palmer, him, and Gary Player. Yeah, that would be an argument. But yeah, he I'm had just, like, he Tom dude, Watson. Those guys. Those guys yeah. yeah. He had. Um, Nick Faldo. Well, Nick Faldo was. He a, came in later. between. He came yeah, up later. 80s. No, Tiger Woods. If he get the. Since he made such a. Importance important on getting the majors or pass surpassing Jack Nicklaus. Well, that's when when you when you Superman when you twenty seven years old, yeah, and you won about five majors at that time. You're like, yeah, 25, 27 I got eight majors. Yeah, I think I can pass Jack Nicklaus because all I got to do is win one every year. Yeah, it, but it, he started to forget about you know Father Tom starting to catch up yeah, with him, and like Kobe did, pretty much. And then you getting like major surgeries when you come back, like some He's of the biggest surgeries, surgeries that you got that you got to go through though. Nobody comes back. The same from knee injuries, back right. surgeries, exactly, and like neck surgeries. Like yeah. nobody, no, that, that's, it's rare to come back and be on that pedestal once again. And with the field getting better, you know, in the game of golf, like it's difficult. So, like like y'all were saying, I don't. Nobody really watches it for Tiger anymore because they know it's not the same Tiger. But you know, with all these other guys, they're getting their chance now to you know come in and. Dominate at the game of golf. Yeah, and build up the every, game of golf. To, every to year, make it I'm gonna walk better. with Tiger Woods. I'm thanks for making the game what it is. This, yeah, this, no, thank this you. person is ridiculous. So I mean, you look at Tiger. Tiger was the young guy in an older person's game when he came when he came onto the scene. Now, it's a young player's game. It's 25 right. and under. If you're not on the tour by 25 and under, you're behind the curve. Right. That's not. That's never what it used to be because kids are playing golf younger. You know, it's there's it, that's just what it is. Tiger, I want him. I cannot wait for the day. I will have 100% ultimate respect. Forgive everything that he did. If someday in the next two or three, four years, he comes out and says, "I'm not who I used to be." I'm so not. I'm never going to be. Never do that. What you know? Why? No, never do that, that played I'm that high never, level. I'm no never going to be the way I am, the way I was earlier before all the surgeries. So get off my ass. That like, man is, I, I want... What do, you but, mean, yeah, but, what do you mean you're going to forget everything he's done? I'm like going to... Because... Like what? If he can realize... And instead of saying, I'm almost... He said, I'm almost there for seven years almost. For six years, he said, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. That's bull poop. That's oh, not... Who says poop? I'm not going to say... I can't... You can I, say I, crap. Okay. Look, kids bull say crap. Okay, that's fine. But... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that, that's bull excrement, Okay. If if he can if he can realize and make it known, he's like I'm trying my hardest here. I don't. Know I'm what trying you mean my hardest. You forgive him. I hear what you're saying, but forgive what part? What part of him? All this stuff where he took himself, he exiled himself from the game. It was him and everybody else, and everybody looked at him as, as kind of an a hole and and everything like that. You I, gotta be to be that great. You gotta be have some of that a hole in you. 
was you gotta Jack? Be, you gotta be. That's yes, how he yes. You ain't watched Jack. Well, well, you didn't watch Jack. Was Arnold Palmer when he was walking through the you walking through the gallery giving people handshakes during majors? You didn't watch those guys play, Alex. I didn't watch them play like that. I watched them when they on their latter part of their years. You watched Tiger Woods play a lot of yeah. his rounds, so you can see how surgical he was in his thought process, methodical he was. I don't have time to shake somebody's hands. That's just who he was. That's how he was brought up. When his dad passed away, his whole life changed. Yeah. Junior Spive is on the line. Oh, he did it. Spivey. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, how you doing? Up, buddy? We got about two, three minutes. What's going on? Hey, how's it going? Sorry, sorry, I got I got I got called up. I couldn't I didn't wasn't able to call in earlier. So oh, I apologize. No, no, man, we were talking about uh, we were talking about a whole bunch of stuff, man. Yeah. Oh man, it sounded like a great show, man. I like I missed out. Yeah, we're talking Tiger Woods, and but it's not a, it's it's just you know who should he be on the Writers Cup and all that stuff. He has to play his way in, but do you does he play his way in, um, and get in, or does he because he's Tiger Woods? Does Tom Watson put him in? I'm, I'm pretty sure he's gonna put. They gonna have him play his way in. <clears throat> I think. Tiger would probably want it that way, even though he wants. I mean, I know he wants to play a lot of golf. He's feeling good. I like what I I, I hear from him. Uh, I think he appreciates the game a little more. And I think he's more determined than ever now to get back. So he's playing a lot of golf, man. He's practicing now, and you know he has his health back. So I'm I'm eager to see see how far he can get. Yeah, but I mean, you look at him in the Ryder Cup and President Cup. You know, all the match play and everything. He wasn't that good to begin with. Like, he wasn't the number one player in the world. He wasn't dominating all the time in the Ryder Cup anyways. You know, I mean, it, especially especially him and Steve Stricker, who were like, that's probably his closest friend on tour, they can't win when they play best ball or, or when they play scramble. They can't win. They can't beat the Europeans. So I don't think that it's necessarily even in the, in the best interest of the U.S. team, even at the top of his game, for, for him to play. I think you get somebody else that has proven himself over the past year that, that deserves to be on the team. And we've already said there are at least 15 guys, probably 12 guys. I think if that, that I, I are think better. They leave Tiger off and that'll, that'll wake him up. Yeah, I mean, Phil Mickelson, Jim Furyk, Dustin Johnson, Webb Simpson, uh, Ricky Fowler. Joe and Speed. You can put Joe and Speed. I mean, you have guys, that, that six right there, Matt Kuchar. I mean, you have guys you already. Bob Watson in there? Bob, well, I, I wouldn't put Bubba on there. You wouldn't put Bubba on what? Uh uh-uh. uh. You wouldn't put Bubba on No. Are you crazy? Unless he's playing in, the, unless he's playing <laughs> in Augusta? No way. And he don't have, he so you saying Augusta, golf in Europe though. He showing up does, and you saying he's the only guy. Well, Augusta's the only place he can win. Yeah, for that's a long time he might been, win five Masters, and that's it. So what? I'm just saying that course is perfect for Bubba. For a long time he couldn't win a major. Now he won two and three years. Yeah, <laughs> both, on, both at Augusta. Ty, uh, Spivey. Yeah. Patrick Peterson, Richard Sherman. I'm going Patrick Peterson. That's just me. For for what reason? Because I, I went Patrick Peterson too, and I am not saying Richard Sherman can't bowl. He has more speed. Um, he's more of a shutdown, shutdown, shutdown corner. And I'm not saying that it's the system with Richard Sherman, but if you take him off of that team, will he be the same Richard Sherman? You know, if he goes to a couple one-on-one three coverage, would he be the same yeah. guy that he is with that team, that awesome defensive team with Seattle? I think he will, but I'm saying Patrick Peters is just better. Um, and and it's not even when I say he's better, it's not even like. Uh, arm length distance better. I'm thinking both of these guys play at a high level, high confidence. I think Patrick Peter. I, I picked Patrick Peterson, but I'm not saying Richard. I wouldn't take Richard Sherman if I had both no, of those I'm guys. I'm not saying that either. Yeah. but I think Richard Sherman. Remember, roll his eyes at you. His, his, his will is, is like <laughs> off the charts. Like his confidence is off the charts, and that, that's what makes him. He's a smart player. You know, he, he does his his homework on 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 wide receivers and quarterbacks. 
and offensive systems. And you I know why Patrick Peterson, pound for pound, talent for talent, I would take Patrick Peterson. I just think it's too yeah. early for him to get this money. Who? Patrick Peterson. Why? I think it's too it's early. It's better for him to get it now than later. I think it's too early. He can't, he can't get it later. Yeah, he ain't going to touch it Alex, later. He would get it from somewhere. <laughs> no, he won't. Not $70 million. He's only getting 40. He's not getting 48. This is a, this deal can get up to 70 million dollars. Yeah, okay. He's going to get he's going to get 48 of it's it. It's the largest and then, contract and then, ever. And then they're asking him to restructure or they're going to get rid of him. That's why I restructure. Long when I restructure, as long as I get whatever I was making up front. Yeah. I don't care about restructuring. That cuz now you mentioned uh, Cuz that second number show. is imaginary. Yeah, cuz the know, 8 year 110 mil for that offensive tackle for Dallas. He got 40 guaranteed that's and a, that's what he's going to get. Yeah, but I take that so I restructure. He's still going what it going to be 28, 30, 32. That's offensive lineman who can still play. He's like the best thing in the league right now. Yeah, but you have so Patrick Peterson could have got his four year, seven hundred million dollars and forty eight guaranteed. He's, he's never mean gonna, the same thing. Okay, he's never gonna get that money later <laughs> in his career. He's never gonna get that money. You know how football is. He's not getting that money. So I'm I'm take this, and say I'm the. Highest paid cornerback ever. Oh, he would take it, of course. You don't think that Arizona no, jumped saying, the gun a little I'm bit? Not, no, no. They're he's the not first going team to sign an extension for anybody drafted in the 2011 draft. Uh-huh, so They're the yeah. first team. That don't mean, would they have to wait for somebody else to do it? No. Okay, but, well, yeah. I'm signing Patrick Peterson um, as, a, as a long-term deal, and I'll restructure Patrick Peterson because I got Fitzgerald coming up. Fitz going to have to restructure his deal next year. Will he? Yeah, he will. You don't think somebody will pay him somewhere else? Why would he go somewhere else? Where are you going, to Minnesota? To- no, he can go to New England. He's never going to go to New England. They were talking about him going to New England last year. They were talking about pay, um, not Tom, Tom Brady being a year older, neither. Yeah, but I'm saying there are people that will pay him two-year 30 yeah, mil they, for, they, with 18 guaranteed. They'll be paying Larry Fitzgerald's name. They'll they be paying for the brand, not for his, what he's going to be doing on the field after that point. You, th- you don't think so? I don't, I don't think so. He's not that old. I'm not. Denver the one call, tried to call him old. I'm not saying he he's old. old. He's, he's getting up there. I think he's What's like 31. He's, so who cares if he's 31 and yeah, he can still I play? I don't care if he's 31 and can still play. He, he ain't going to be 31 forever. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, you are. that's the smartest thing you ever said. Is it? Is it? He's 30. Yeah, that, that he's makes 30. sense. Denver, that, Denver, that made sense. 888 I'm trying to figure out. We got to get off the air, though. How is 31 old when I know right now T.O. can still go out there and play at a high level? I'll tell you what. T.O. is 39, 40. We so answer that tomorrow. He's taking care of his body. I still yeah, he's got 40 ab muscles. That, that's about as good as he can do. We are out of here. Kwamla Sports Talk. That's a great topic. We may bring that up tomorrow. Uh, we will. It's tomorrow's Friday. Happy hour with Armadillo's Grill. See you there. Kwamla Sports Talk. Ali Clancy. Demi Lachey. Junior Spive on the line. Appreciate the call, buddy. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>